0: G'day, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of the Risky Rollers podcast. I'm Dalton, and I'm joined as always by Lockie. What's up, what's, up, what's up? And by our uh, first time guest, Bailey. Howdy. So, uh, welcome. Uh, and tonight, we'll be chatting to Bailey a bit and uh, going into something of a an, quite an interesting and, dare I say, quite important topic. That is, what is it like to, to be a woman involved in 40K and, and the hobby of miniatures, war games, and modeling more generally? Um, and what can be done to sort of improve the community and make it more welcoming and and open to to women coming in because it has traditionally been a very male-dominated group. So before we get stuck into all of that, I'll uh, run through a quick list of plugs. Of course, Arcade. you'll hear more from Tim later on in the episode. Jump onto our Discord if you want to chat with us, um, chat with Bailey about this podcast, other podcasts, or anything else like that. Um, We've got a whole bunch of great conversations happening in there. You can support us on Patreon if you like what we're doing and want to hear more. Get battle reports and an extra podcast all early before everyone else. If you want to get an exclusive narrative campaign that's going up there um, and just be an absolute legend and help us keep doing what we do and keep it doing it better. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram to keep up with everything that's going on, everything happening in the future, follow us when we're going to events and all sorts of things like that.
1: If you don't, if you, uh, if you're only going to do one thing, I reckon it's to Instagram and follow us for when we cover events. Cause I don't know, we, we did some, some wacky stories. I did some, <laughs> some very hungover stories of the camera looking in my face, me trying to talk and being like, rah, 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 and it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious when I watched it back. It's like idiot facepalm.
0: <laughs> it, it, it was, it was hilarious to be there in person and fantastic to watch as well. There you go. See, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so moving on to that, uh, Welcome Bailey, it's your first time on the podcast um, It's great to have you here
2: Thanks for having me, glad to be here yeah.
0: um, So p- before we sort of get into any of the heavier stuff uh, Tell us a bit about yourself and, and how, you- how you got into the hobby and, and what you're into
2: Sure, um, so yeah, my name is Bailey and I'm a woman who plays Warhammer <laughs> Which just feels like such an awkward thing to say in a, in a lot of ways um, But yeah, I've been I guess like playing, uh, seriously for the last like two years ish. Yeah, probably two solid two years. So came in late eighth, um, and then transitioned into ninth. Uh, yeah, you know, obviously lockdowns and blah 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 made it a bit difficult, but been pretty consistently playing, uh, throughout that time. Like even with lockdowns, so definitely feel like I've got a pretty good handle on everything. Um, but I actually started with Warhammer like back when I was a kid so when I was around like eight or something I walked into a toy store and saw like a box of wood elves on the shelf and got really infatuated and like demanded that my dad buy me this and I guess like (laughs) over the course of my life there's been like a couple of different times where I've been like that's going to be a great thing to to do and it's never really worked out until recently and it's been really, really cool to, to, uh, to find a community here in, in Melbourne, especially in the Western suburbs that I can like hang out with and catch up with regularly and just roll dice.
1: Yeah, that's sick. So like, did you continue it the whole way through, like from that young age, like all the way? Cause like I had a similar situation where I sort started really young and then had that 20 year hiatus. Was it the same with you? Did you have that same experience?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I like, i the whole way through, because then I would have a sick Wood Elf army to, like, break out, but, <laughs> yeah. no. Um, so, like, that Wood Elf box, I think, like, I got, like, it was the basic archers uh, yeah. before they even did, like, the re-release of them, and I yeah. think I got, like, the Orion model, and I had no idea how to put together metal, and it just turned me right off, and then when I was, like, a teenager, yeah. a friend of mine was, like... Oh, you know, I just got into this sick hobby and he'd like gotten a set of stormtroopers. Um, It was like uh, Lieutenant Schaefer's Last Stand or Last Standers or something like that. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, Lieutenant Schaefer's, Colonel Schaefer's Last Stand, Last Standers, Last Chances. Last
2: Chances, yeah. So it was all like unique um, guard guard ones. Like
0: Cassican and Stormtroopers. Yeah, and and he was
2: like super keen on it and I was like, oh, I'll get back into it. And I think that was around the same time that the Plastic Catachans first came out. So I got like, the Codex and I got a couple of boxes of those, and then again, it just fizzled out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, so it wasn't really until uh, my partner and I moved to Melbourne and we decided to get into it together. Um, and I was able to actually find like stores where you could go and play and meet other people because that, that's always been like the, the hard mm. thing about it is just finding people to play with regularly. Yeah. And especially I think, especially
0: if you're away from a population center, yeah,
2: right, like when you're a kid, it's you know, mm. you don't have. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of freedom or mobility to actually yep. you know go out yep. to these places, so that makes it very difficult to you know even one afford an army, but two to actually become part of a scene and learn the rules, learn the game, learn how to actually mm. <laughs> you know do
1: the hobby itself, yeah yeah the get yeah, the get learning the game was crazy. Like I remember when I was a kid doing that, and that 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 hurdle was massive because you just make up your own rules yes <laughs> you you like because you i'd go to games workshop and you watch how they do it you're like yeah i think i know how to do this now and then you go back to your friends yeah. and be like so like you just roll some dice and on twos we hit or whatever and then you just make yeah, this yeah, stuff yeah. up with no no balance that's third edition as well so like the whole system of how you hit and everything else was so much more complicated than what it is now yeah. oh
2: yeah for sure and like, you're saying oh you went to like a games workshop you know perth didn't even have a games workshop until like the 2010s so, but that really, like that, that was, wasn't an option. Like, I feel wow. like not until the 2010s, it probably opened up in like 2008 or something stupid, but so, like, yeah, the first <laughs> yeah, time I was at a, another friend's house and he had like, oh, I think he's probably got every army by now, but at the time I remember him having Bretonia and high elves and he was like, you can play with the horses. And I was like, yeah, awesome. He's like, you have to run up my lines and try to reach me before I kill you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> And
0: just <laughs> yep, you know,
1: planet like bowling harsh, ball, yeah. and just <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah,
2: this boy is like three years older than me. Is just like yeah, run your horses at me. It's gonna go great for you. Die <laughs> stomped. <laughs>
1: like thanks. So I, talk I about, love like, this setup. Set up to <laughs> fail. Jeez, that's so harsh.
0: Yeah. Well, Petronia are always one of the harder ones to play in general. I I have no idea um. how they
1: play. <laughs> like, <laughs> They're, 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 just the like ju- they're the jousters the jousters, one, right? They were all- always
0: had the, the la- the lances, the, the, yeah. Yeah, they, like they were the knights and the the cavalry charges mm. and the yeah the, the very classic Teutonian knights. Very very pretty yeah. army. Yes. Yeah, the jousters. Yeah.
1: They just they j ju- they people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, l- l- line up some artillery into them, and they would just like yeah, like a bowling ball, absolutely. <laughs>
1: So is it is it all aspects of 40, oh, sorry, 40K, AOS, like you said, Warhammer, is it one or the other, both?
2: Oh, well, so like in those early days, it was definitely fantasy. Like that was yeah. the, the entry point that sort of piqued my interest was, you
0: know. Very quickly, do you still play fantasy, ninth age or any very No,
2: players? as I said, like, because it's been so much of like a, hey, that was the start, but then it just like sort of stopped and petered out like really quickly. Uh, I, I just yeah. don't have those models anymore. Um, I've recently got back into, or oh, not back into, but I've recently gotten to AOS, like a few of the shops locally to me have kind of all pivoted with third edition mm. releasing. So that's yeah. been really cool.
1: Like yes. get a little we bit away from guys in armors. Yeah. <laughs> heard Heard good things about that. It's
2: mm. a lot of fun. I recommend it. It's like an interesting change of pace. Like like if you if you're really into 40k and like especially into competitive 40k, AOS is very interesting. Um, I mean how it mixes it up. Like
0: that's good, yeah.
1: Especially from a game up, from a gameplay point of view. Is that, is yeah, that, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know I mean? Like yeah.
2: especially in terms of how it handles things like combat, um, how it handles like command abilities or like what you'd call stratagems in 40k. Yeah. Um, it's mm. like super different, and I think it's like. I'm not going to say it's more interesting because obviously there's just so much more depth to those in 40k. But it does just create some, like, really different, like, play styles. And it makes things that you would normally sort of think were really weak feel really strong. That being said, like...
0: That's really cool, yeah.
2: Like, there's cheese abound. And you can run into situations where you just bounce off things and do nothing. But that's just... That's the yeah. game.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's most GW games, right? Yeah. yeah. I was going to
1: say, it's, yeah that's... But, but, um, that's the standard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, that,
0: that's like, really cool. It's good to hear you that. Say
2: that right, but like I mean if you take a look at a forty K codex and you go, I need something that's gonna punch through custodies, you can find something that's gonna do it in, in every DEX. Like yeah. you can find your AP threes, yeah. your AP fours, you know, your high wound damage ones, whatever.
1: Mm, yeah, like, your rate of you, yeah, yeah.
2: You know, you'll be able to find the thing that's gonna do it in yep. aos the ranges are much more limited the books are nowhere near as deep and you'll go oh look everything in this book is ap1 and that's it
0: <laughs> right, and then you go right, up against okay. something that's
2: like obr that has uh mm. native ignore rend one and yeah. and your entire books
1: like neutered
2: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah
1: and, uh, and then so is that f- I know we're, we're kind of sidetracking here a little bit but sure. i mean is that by design in relation to everything else that they do in the, in the book like he was saying like so does it does it seem like from a design point they're kind of relying on these these like um certain specific synergies that you were kind of mentioning just before do you reckon that's just how they've kind of done it
2: i mean i feel like aos was designed to be way less killy like 40k at the okay. moment feels mm-hmm. like if you have something that's out in the open it's dead yeah yeah um
1: Hundred yeah. and like
2: Terrain super important for that reasoning. Position is super important for that reasoning. Like bodyguard rules are super important. Um, Invulnerance saves are super and important. Broken. Everything else, like, yeah. but in but in AOS, like you can very comfortably stand a unit on a point and it will survive all game. But that's very common. Right.
1: Right. Interesting. That's, that,
0: that's kind of cool. It, it, it sounds attractive to me in the sense that I'm used to playing fantasy with Tomb Kings and going, all right, here here are my blocks of stuff that you're going to win the entire game. Throwing throwing things into, uh, and even older editions of 40k used to be less killy. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, and you sort of have have combats that would go for for three rounds yeah. before someone managed to break the opponent's unit and cut them down as they ran away.
1: Mm.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's ninth. So it's- ninth definitely feels more killy. Although that said, yeah, sure. with how to like if you weren't playing ITC in eighth, it that was horrible. So <laughs> I still feel I yeah. feel like ninth yeah. is still better. Yeah.
1: Blah, blah, blah. What are we yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think I think we all. Yeah. <laughs> what, think, what's important all, to me? If all you all. couldn't
2: tell by now, gameplay is important <laughs> to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 Um, that's good. So, like, obviously, you know, you've you you say you you, you played played a fair bit. Um, but so and the competitive stuff is the, what you like. So, do you play tournaments often? Um. Uh
2: not as often as I. I don't know if I want to say not as often as I like uh, to, but probably just not that often in general. There hasn't really been that many with the most recent lockdown here in Melbourne lately. Of course. But when I do, they're usually just like RTTs at shops and stuff. I haven't done a GT yet, and I've actually got the first 2K RTT that I've ever played. is coming up this weekend on Saturday. I'm not sure when this podcast goes out, so it's coming out.
0: It'll be... (laughs) It'll last be last week. Last week, <laughs> last week
2: or, yeah. I just recently played my first
0: two K. So no, that'll be I good won.
1: because yeah, that's sort of good. We, we'll be able to put your if you have them how you went in the description or whatever. Oh, or yeah. Um, yeah, maybe well, if you want, okay. No, <laughs> you can tell totally. us. Uh, I'm.
2: I've just <laughs> been repainting my towel, so I'm just planning. Well, I am You're taking Tau. Yeah, I'm going to take Tau. Taking a far sight list. I don't actually have a far sight model, so. There is no far site in my far site list, but should be fun.
1: Wow, yeah, that's that's, sweet. that's brave. Do you is that it's because that is that relevant to the to lo, to the local meta up there, or or is that just something that you just want to play with that you like? Uh it's I've just finished repainting them, so I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm excited.
2: Put them on a table yes, and, so. and sort of see them. I think they will look really cool. I have no idea what the local meta is like down in Werribee. Uh, I've only played one game, or sorry, two games there the other week uh, with some new friends, which is really cool. And they're also playing in the tournament, which is great. Uh, but I have no idea who, like, the regulars are or anything like that.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, cool.
0: But I have
2: found that unless you're going up against someone who's played tower a lot or is just, like, a super good player, people underestimate Tau real hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. In, in which ways, do you reckon?
2: I think just, like, a lot of people are really bad at... Uh, like, with regards to target priority when it comes to Tau. Yep. Like, mm. people will go, oh, shit, look at that giant Riptide! I've got to kill it. And yep.
0: and then your Crisis suits are there with your Fusion Blasters just cooking things up, or you've got something else there.
2: Yeah, exactly. Or you're doing, hmm. what was it, like the Siegler trick of um, when you Nova Charge your Riptide, you're just jumping in and out of Obscuring, have the whole board to shoot things like that just like yeah. really get it away but people just like whenever i play against tower, it's like there's c- certain object or c- certain secondaries that you just like always pick up like grind them down is pretty much a given against most lists because everything's got like two man squads of drones and so you can pretty much yeah. just guarantee it's like okay i'll just wipe out those two drones this turn and those two drones next turn and blah 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 but every time yeah. i've played tower against other people and i can say this comfortably because this goes out after the tournament. People just go, "Oh, we'll ignore the drones. Like, oh, we w- we'll try to focus down yeah. on like some of the big battlesuit units, which are super killy. Don't get me wrong, but they're not what's scoring you points. So, no,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: hmm. and it- that's pretty cool. That I'm interested to in see how they go. I um, I've got a small tower force myself, so it's well, yeah. I've talked a big game to now, so to have watch me go success. zero three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it sounds like it'd be good fun and and best of luck to you. I hope you do well.
2: Thanks. I hope so too. Yeah. Yeah. You guys can just cut dead
1: silence
0: out, right? Yeah. I'm waiting out. for you. To, I'm waiting for you to say something, Lockie. Your icon's going mad over there.
1: Sorry. Sorry. Shout I was clicking for you, bro. I was just like, hey man. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> that's what we normally do, right? We normally tick for the other person. Sorry. Keep going.
2: Nah, that's okay. So all right.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. That's all. It's all great to hear. Um, so. One of the the big topics that we've wanted to discuss for a while, and we wanted to sort of approach it, uh, I, I guess a little bit sensitively, is is the the state of of forty k and and miniature, miniature hobbies in general. They're very male dominated. You got mm. men everywhere. Um, I mean, yeah, we. Very, s- you know, traditionally, it's it's been a very you know, very nerdy sort of thing, which is traditionally often uh, stereotyped as as lots of of young socially awkward men. Um, sitting in dark rooms pushing miniatures around um but it, it does come out that there's lots of men in the hobby and not a lot of women um and that's it's numbers growing but it's still quite a small percentage and so we wanted to approach the topic and sort of go well what's it like to to be a woman playing 40k and and in the in the hobby community as a whole and what are some of the issues that, that you've encountered that we might not be aware of and, and might not have experienced? And mm. is there anything that, that can be done, whether or not um, whether it's something that we can do or people can pay attention to more? And I guess, yeah, just have a bit, of a bit of a discussion about it.
2: Yeah, for sure. No, I think it's, as you say, it's like it's a huge topic. And, you know, there's parts of it that I feel qualified to speak on. It's like, you know, how have you found the community as a woman it's like cool i can speak to my experience
1: mm-hmm. but
2: you know when it comes to like why why is there an absence of women within 40k and you know what are the yeah. barriers to women playing 40k it's just like oh yeah. god it's like yeah my only qualifications for being here is having a vagina so um
1: <laughs> well i think a question like that in general is 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 just i guess it's it's too difficult for anyone to ask in that situation because i mean as much as it's important to ask it doesn't it might not necessarily net the answers that are actually going to solve anything by asking those kinds of questions sometimes um mm. you know i guess more more you know more importantly hearing the experiences of people and how like yourself and then how What's led you to say stay in the hobby, for example, and, and yeah. how those things have happened and can happen, that's the kind of questions that I feel that can actually lead somewhere to actually affecting a change somewhere, you know, because it's going, Oh, well, you know, this worked for you. Well then let's 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 support that or let's, you know, let's 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 advocate that or whatever it is, you know. Yeah, for um, sure. So yeah, so I mean like like what what is it? What is it like?
2: <laughs> what is it like? So it's a bad um, yeah, so as I sort of said earlier, it's like I've kind of gotten into the scene here in Melbourne since like I moved across in the last two years with my boyfriend. Um, and we started playing together. Like, you know, he loves putting on Luton when we go to bed. Like, he loves to listen to that sort of stuff to fall asleep. And awesome. kind of got into, like, this mindset of, like, yeah, I'm really into Warhammer again. And it was like, okay, you know, I used to be into that. Let's Let's do it. And so we both got like a start collecting box and everything else. And he's fallen out of it because he never really got into playing the game. Whereas I nerded out real quick. And the, like, as I sort of said, like the big thing that allowed me to stay in the hobby and successfully become part of the community was actually having a community to become part of. And hmm. I guess in that respect, I found the community here in Melbourne uh, to be pretty good. Uh, on the whole, I found it, you know, welcoming and, um, you know, everyone's kind of just like here to have fun, make friends, roll dice. It hasn't really been super clicky or anything like that. That being said, <laughs> there's like, obviously some things that have happened that haven't been hundred percent cool. Um, but I think in general, like, you know, first experiences matter so much, And like literally the first store that my partner and I went into, um, you know, there was a woman working there, you know, she was the one who was helping us like pick our first armies, there were other women in the store, they weren't playing Warhammer at that time, but like they were, you know, browsing other goods and everything else, like looking at board games or whatever. So it didn't feel like you were walking into, I don't know, like some dank and dusty hole or something like that where like everyone glares at the sun suddenly coming through like it was just a very (laughs) normal retail experience and everything like that so it didn't like and i think that like when i sort of reflect back on you know starting 40k again or starting warhammer again that was such just like a a big thing was being knowing i could go to the store and and talk to the people who worked there and knowing that they were cool um and that they weren't going to be like you know, what are you doing here? Because they're there, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's great. That's that's yeah. that's, that's so good to hear. I mean, that's this. yeah, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, like it made a huge difference. And I think like I can compare that directly with, because that was, are we allowed to say shop names?
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah so
2: that was General Games in Frankston. And then like literally yeah, right, down exactly. the road is the Warhammer store in Frankston. And so, like you go yeah. from one to the other, and they're functionally the same, right? Like they're just retail outlets. But like the vibe yeah. in the actual Warhammer store was just like, oh, it's only guys in here. <laughs> right. And it's just that yeah. little change, I think, just made it. You kind of, I don't know. It, it's it's hard to describe. I guess it's like, it's not like everyone suddenly turns at you and looks at you when you walk in the door or anything like that. It's just that. Oh, the other store is a little bit nicer we'll, we'll go yeah i of course, I mean like, yeah and why why yeah.
1: would that of course you'd be drawn to that I mean I, I would as well you know in that situation it makes total sense um, you know do do you feel that so so like ultimately in this situation that just just seeing more women in general and related to it has sort of helped give you that confidence to sort of I guess relax right like or feel more welcomed in general
2: well I think that's you know kind of what we talk about when we talk about accessibility uh you know yeah. we we're kind of looking at what are the barriers to entry to this hobby and then what are the specific barriers for women? Because I think there's, like, tons of barriers for, like, everyone. You know, like, price is a huge one. Um, like, yep. having a store locally that you Ooh, can yeah. go to is a huge yep. one. You know, just getting the rules, um, how, to write a, how to write a list, but not even Painting. actually yeah. writing the list. Yeah, like, learning how to paint. Like, yeah, that's a huge all, one. All these things like are huge, and you know, a, a good local store is, solves so many of those problems straight out the gate. And I think, yeah. yeah, you know, when it comes to what are those additional barriers for women, having women in, at the local store already just it it helps to just break down those barriers, or at least like it helps to overcome that nervousness. Like if, mm. and this is, sounds like cliche as hell, but if my boyfriend hadn't wanted to try it out i wouldn't have like it just it wouldn't have even crossed my mind but because he wanted to try it and i knew like okay i get to go with him and so i know i'm kind of going like somewhere new with someone who i know and trust it's like that's a huge thing and Mm. i think the more stores can do to sort of yeah be welcoming show that they're you know nice and bright and sunlit and all that sort of jazz and have bright and friendly and available staff and everything else. I think that that just goes such a long way.
1: Do you, Do you think the um because I mean this was how long ago was this like when the the, the when you your re involvement back into it?
2: I want to say it was probably like yeah exactly two years ago like December two thousand
1: nineteen. Okay, two years ago. So yeah. So right. so do you think that like since now that like Games Workshop and you know um uh uh rap channels and all these other bits pieces are starting to inject. Uh, you know, all women are starting to be more in the sort of public eye relating to the hobby. Do you think that that's going to sort of potentially break down some barriers for people that would sort of act like a pseudo, like your experience, but in a kind of more um, at longer arms length sort of digital experience? Like, yeah, go, it's oh. like a,
2: it's a parasocial friendship. You know, like
1: um, yeah. I don't
2: know what her name is, but the woman who's like a regular painter and player on the warhammer plus app you know is fantastic yeah,
1: Louise, yeah. um yeah.
2: you know katie now on tabletop tactics is fantastic the war mistress is great and she's been popping up on yeah. like a bunch of different channels so like youtube's definitely yeah. like expanding out especially when it comes to the play space yeah. like the painting and hobbying side i think has always been pretty well made. and this is something that i do want to sort of just like touch on now is that yep. When it comes to playing 40k or playing AOS, yeah, it can feel like there's <laughs> no women anywhere. Um, or very, very few women, but I've like, in my experience, at least there's like heaps of women that I know of who I've met like online who are just painting, like collecting, building painting armies. Yeah. And right. I hmm. feel like there's a lot to sort of be trying to get them to want to play, but At the same time, everyone I know who's now playing regularly, they got brought into the scene by someone. Like, they didn't just start themselves. You know, like, a friend was like, hey, you should come and do this. And now they're really into it, and they love it, and then, you know, I guess, like, they have an in. So I think there's definitely that chance that those, you know, YouTubers being a bit more gender diverse has that sort of impact, but Mm -hmm. I mean, whether or not it really translates to in-person presence, I, I mm. can't say.
0: Yeah, that's actually that's a really interesting distinction then between the idea of of getting into the hobby on the, the more hobby and, and creative side of things, to actually getting into the more physical, like um, a physically social uh, mm. side of things, and actually playing games. Um, and I wonder if there's if there's value in in discussing what can be done to create those, those inns or those, those open doors, I guess. Uh, I definitely
2: think so. And hmm. like, I mean, it comes like full circle, right. To when we talk about barriers, because obviously there's less barriers to just building an army and painting it than there are to building an army, painting it and playing it. So it kind of makes sense that there'd be more people who aren't playing in general
1: yeah yep. have yeah. you have you found that because um, you were talking about before how you know a lot of the people that you know now that are playing have been brought in by someone else but then also that you know of, of a lot of women who do just paint or, or hobby on their own and don't play have you noticed even in a period of time that you've known them that that that, that the more they sort of hobby that the interest to play has cha- changes or change or, or is it pretty much just like no that's just how they like to do it and that's just what it is sort of thing um, like, is there a conversion there at all? Like, even over a period of time? I haven't
2: been tracking the conversion rates of... No, but you know that. No, know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, actually, from, from what I've seen, not really. Like, some of them have tried and have not enjoyed the experience or yeah, right. don't have anywhere to play locally. Um, I remember seeing, like, a report a while back that was just, like, on the general state of the game that said something like 95% of people don't play. And then of the 5% that do, you know, for like 90% of that plays only at home. It's like something stupid like this, you know, where it's like the vast, yeah, right. vast majority oh, of yeah. people who buy Warhammer never play it, and the vast majority of the people who play it never play at a store. Which is just crazy to me. It's like, <laughs> who has space in their house for this? But I think like that, I mean that that's a huge thing if you don't have a local store to go to if you're not part of your local community if you have no one to really bring you into that community i i don't see how people yeah. get over that hump you know regardless of what their gender is but i think it's especially mm. more difficult if you know you're someone who is never been into like a nerdier hobby or who has never been into you know tabletop gaming of any kind whether that's trading cards or whether that's wargaming or Even like D and D or anything like that, I think like taking that step by yourself into the complete unknown. I think that's like super brave. Like if you can do that, yeah, for sure. Um, And I do not fault anyone for being (laughs) concerned to do it. (laughs) Uh, You know whether they're worried about harassment or even just being like ignored or overlooked or anything like that
1: yeah I mean, yeah it is yeah it's, yeah. A, it's a, that's a big thing for anyone, right? Yeah, um, so
2: I don't know I guess like so the, it the crux a... that I'm trying to get is like there's heaps of yeah. just general barriers to, to playing Warhammer, and I think then there's like maybe an extra handful of specific barriers for women, and hmm. it's like you kind of got to overcome those general barriers as well for everyone. In order to get more women in, like,
1: <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So you're saying that, like, rather than sort of going, let's try and target. And I don't mean it in a malicious way or anything like that. Like, let's kind of go right. How can we specifically get more women into the hobby to, you know, diversify it? Let's make the barriers easier so we just get more numbers in general, and therefore that will convert to more women being into it, sort of thing.
2: Yeah. Well, sort of. But it's 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 more like a case of um. You know, as much as I'm a big proponent of female space Marines, I don't think they're the panacea to low women representation in the hobby. Um, It's more a case of, like, yeah, those general barriers, like pricing, like store accessibility, um, you know, rules Mm. accessibility, uh, information accessibility, things like that, that, you know, really start diverging the community. And I think for, like women especially you know there's just certain breakpoints that they hit that they don't get through like if you're like if we kind of all agree i would say that the Warhammer plus app is not great for building a 40k list um, <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about it's it's such
0: an amazing um, it's so so well designed and intuitive
1: <laughs> i've found no errors on that thing ever so Never. like yeah if
2: we take that for granted um, then if you're a new person who wants to start playing and you're like well this doesn't work what works you've got to go into an online space pretty much if you're still if you still haven't like sort of found your shop community you've got to go into an online space to sort of ask for that information and that means you're trading into things like uh the warhammer competitive subreddits um you what, know, well, just the
1: interwebs in general, right? Which, as we all know, yeah, right, YouTubing,
2: like asking <laughs> that, like just typing into a search on YouTube or something, or trying to find yeah. something that's going to link you to Wikipedia or a Battlescribe. And again, without someone who shows you where to go for that, you could probably find a lot of unsavory things, um, yes, yeah. real quick. And, and then it becomes,
1: and a a, even, oh, this isn't, for me. So, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's yeah, even then Wikipedia and Battlescribe are quite, yes, yeah, yeah. 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 and even mm-hmm. then Wahapedia and Battlescribe are themselves quite dense and difficult to use if you haven't got someone there to go here's how these work
2: yeah exactly like I had to be yeah. shown how to use Battlescribe yeah. and now I have to show new people how to use Battlescribe all the time
1: yeah, yeah it's so weird I think I can't remember who it was it was definitely someone showed me Battlescribe when I got back into it because I remember when I was I was always writing lists pen and paper right mm. so when I got back into it that's what I was doing <laughs> yeah. people were like there is and I was like surely there's an app and then I'm like there wasn't any good ones anyway, and then someone was like, "Oh, a battle scribe." I was like, "Oh, but yeah, it's dense. It's diff. It's a very difficult thing to use." Um, so yeah, the, the, yeah, it's 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 a shame. It's a shame. It's the way it is. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, like it's a it's a whole other thing to start talking about like rules, and I'm I'm trying to like not get hyper focused on rules because I do believe that the way that rules are currently handled in 40k and AOS are the biggest barriers to entry, but.
1: You know, I, oh, I, you mean like the way that they don't even know how to English well? <laughs> I mean, can I they're... fault
2: other people on their English skills? But yeah, you, you would think that a billion dollar company might have more proficient proofreading. Full...
1: Yeah, exactly. What, They'd employ an editor. Have
2: <laughs> that being said, I have enjoyed the looks on some of my opponent's faces when I have been playing my sisters with Paragon Warsuits and being like, no, they just ignore that damage. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's in the book. The book's right, right?
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, that's the yeah. Games Workshop's got a do not I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand some of the things they do regarding rules. Um, even just you know, quickly rules like everyone's got neg one damage now. Let's just yeah. take the one thing that made Death Guard Death Guard and just give it to
0: everyone. Um, but don't even get me started on Castorius getting command protocols. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, I saw those new could... rules. The cutters. Sorry, we're getting yeah. I'll no, it's fine. To like okay. so so I mean, really hey, much. we
1: could. It's still, it's still about forty k, right? So we could talk about it. Yeah. It's like, in general, I, I, sometimes their inability to design in a lot of things just baffles me. Yeah, just, well, just like, yeah. why?
2: I mean, that's part of the reason why I think iOS is more popular amongst women, uh, at least in my experience, um, because I feel like forty k is very stuck in its grim dark aesthetic and, yeah. you know, its shooting style and it's Yeah. You know, if you don't like Space Marines, you're probably not gonna like forty K. Um like and even if you find yeah. an army that you do like, if you don't like Space Marines, you're not gonna enjoy playing forty K because you're going to be playing Space Marines half the time.
0: Well, so, like, it's a ridiculous percentage of players just play space. Yeah. Games.
2: Right? yeah. So, it's like,
0: like it's, it's a huge number.
2: But with AOS, there's just like so much more variety. There's so much more model styling. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and the, the sculptors have so much freedom with AOS as well. Yeah. Like the, for sure. I also think the there's, there's a like lot crazy. more like
1: um, general, non, I guess, pop culture related success as in like the fantasy genre is a more household name or household idea and accepted by everyone because of things like you know Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and and, Mm. and even video games to that extent as well compared to the sci-fi setting
0: um yeah well I mean like Lord of the Rings has what like 30 years on on Star Wars and and something like that so yeah. Uh, but I just, I just mean, really even just how they're marketed
1: in general or how mm-hmm. they have been over the years, that, you know, more people are more inclined to go I, 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 or understand what a fantasy genre is, should or shouldn't be as opposed to a sci fi one. And, and especially one that's like 40K, which is even more, um, I guess, niche within that genre. It's like niche within niche. Um, so, that, you know, that, that, that attributes to it as well, for sure. I must.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I'm I'm not sure at all. It's like, in, in my own experience, I guess, like, I I don't see, like, a preference one way or the other.
1: Mm.
2: Amongst okay. people, it's like, I mean, there are plenty of guys who are more fantasy-orientated and plenty of women who are more sci-fi-orientated or whatever, but it's... I think, like, yeah, just 40k sci-fi is just so limited. If you don't go out for Grimdark, you're not going to get into 40k.
0: Like yeah no flat yeah, out yeah, for yeah. Sure. It's, it's such a specific subset of sci-fi whereas AOS is much more it's high fantasy and it's much more generalised
2: yeah like you could probably find something that you like in 40 in AOS
0: yeah yeah well uh, I think on, on that note we'll take a quick break and hear a bit from Tim and uh, we'll be right back with you shortly
1: dicearcade.com.au all the biggest brands of miniatures and wargaming free postage over $250 if you want to just straight up talk about rules, we'll just talk about rules. Hundred <laughs> totally <fine>. percent. <laughs> it's like yeah, we talked about women
2: enough. Let's talk about these no, fucking no, custodies no, no. rules.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Any excuse to rag on Games Workshop, well, like, man. I'm all for it. All for it. Look,
2: enough about these women, right? You know, we touched on it. It's fine. They'll sort, they'll sort themselves out eventually. You know, what to bring more women into the hobby. Fucking good rules for Tao. No. <laughs>
1: No, because seriously, I mean, like we look, even just just we as risk evaluators want to do stuff that helps build the yeah. community to be more diverse yeah. and be better. And like you know, we it's Dalton and I. We're just guys, so we don't we don't want to know. We don't want to, you know, upset anyone or anything like that. But we also want to kind of push it, so it's like, hey, you know, let's yeah, for sure. Let's do something here, or yeah. you
0: know, like look, being 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 very honest, I'm not entirely sure how to approach the topic. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm aware it needs to be approached. But I'm like, well, here I am with, you know, with my dick, clearly not having mm. any of this experience in it. I, I don't, and I just sort of like, well, I want to approach it well. And and. and we don't want to be and...
1: those people, right? We don't want to be those guys going, we're going to fix it. You know, we're going to fix it for you yeah, kind of yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Because that also sends the wrong message. So, or can do, or, you know, some people can take it that way, even though it's not intended to be that way. So, I don't know, I just want everybody to love everybody and just everyone have fun, Right.
2: Yeah, no, I get it. And I, th- like, it's it's a topic that, like, I think is just really interesting to talk about in general, but it's mm-hmm. it's really hard to, mm-hmm. I guess, like, fall, to avoid falling into the trap of, like, overgeneralizing. Like, I was talking yeah. to yeah. Um, a new friend of mine about it, because I was, like, kind of freaking myself out about coming on this podcast, and I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> it's like... Why aren't there more women in Warhammer? It's like, I don't know. Maybe because we get paid less than men or something, and we can't afford it. But it's like Sorry, I was talking to her about it. I was like, what the hell should I say? And she like gave me this like full freaking essay. It's like amazing. Um
0: <laughs> really. I've just like brought it up.
2: Again, so I can like reference it. And you know, it's similar to like what we've been talking about, you know, it's like um, coming to game stores and having bad experiences. Like so she used to play magic. well mm. she still does play magic, but started playing magic. And it's like, you know, you have, like, you go to your store, you're super excited. Most of the people that you meet are great. You know, the people who run the store and work at the store are great. Like, this is awesome. I'm having so much fun. I'm building my deck. I'm, like, ready to do this. Oh, there's a tournament going on or there's a draft going on. I'm going to come down and play it. I'm, like, hyped. I'm so ready. And then you get that guide or you get whacked or whatever. And it's, like, yeah. and I think, like, for any player, that can be super disheartening. Um.
1: Yeah, I think Charlie had that right. I mean, we we did the podcast last night about our sort of summary of the tournament of Geelong Heresy, and, and as we were going through it, and we were talking about each each round, I was really hearing in, in in one of one of one of the Whiskey Roller Boys, Charlie, because he pretty much lost every game, but he just got Ooh. bad draw after bad draw, like the matchups yeah. were just trash
0: for him. He, yeah. he started he started round one going against. Potentially the best player at the event, yeah. with, <laughs> with the best list, who who <laughs> yeah. actually who won every game
1: at max points, right? Yeah, and you could just hear it in his voice, just ultimately like, Ugh. why you did know, I just... even
2: bother? Like I wasted my much. Saturday for this, like
1: yeah. yeah. And with
2: you know, yeah. like with Magic, that's bad enough. With forty K, where like how much time does it take to get to a two K list?
1: Yeah, it's... and money and everything. Yeah,
2: like yeah, when you look at that total yeah. investment, like that can be like just devastating but i think like you know for most people that can be like a major blow and then i think like mm. you can have that happen as you can have that happen as a woman or just like a minority in the scene that you're in
1: right it's, it and, just doubles down at that point right yeah it
2: feels like even more isolating because you're already putting yourself out there to come and play no matter who you are and then you're putting yourself out there even more if you're a minority or if you're like just yeah. in the mm. minority group of whatever demographic that you're currently attending and yeah. then when you get slapped down, you're just like, well, it wasn't fun. And no one really reached out to me because they were all kind of like in their own group already. And I didn't really get what I was hoping to get out of that experience. So like for me, uh, the reason why I guess like I've stayed is because I was able to find really good communities and was able to actually make friends, mm-hmm. which was ultimately what I wanted to do. Like I moved over mm-hmm. to Melbourne. I, you know, I used to live in Perth. Like uh, everyone who's grown up in Perth, I do have friends who have moved to Melbourne. Uh, But ultimately, (laughs) I don't really know anyone here. um, or I didn't know anyone. Like I had no real friends when I first came over here to hang out with. And so being able to make friends in the Warhammer scene gave me people to hang out with and gave me people to like talk with on Facebook or talk with on Discord or whatever and gave me something to do on the weekends. And that's how I sort of built up little friend groups and that's how I built up my friend group when we moved to the West. So I think like, yeah, if the first time you go into a store, first time you do like a thing and you (laughs) don't make those friends or you feel like you're being excluded, like you won't come back. And Mm. if you take that Mm. experience and you just like sort of take it all the way back down the chain to get there, like, so if the first time you go to that store to buy boxes, you feel like you're being excluded or you feel like uh, I don't want to be friends with anyone in this room. <laughs> you know, you're not going to come back. Um, if you're going online and doing your research and, you know, you're coming across, you know, idiots and trolls and sexist people mm-hmm. or whatever,
0: or God There's for- some pretty, pretty dark places, unfortunately. Or, you that know, I yeah, somewhat. God
2: forbid it's two forbid years ago and you're going, yeah, I'm really interested in, you, uh, in Warhammer. Let me look up a bit more of the Warhammer law. Oh, yeah, this arch guy, he might be interesting.
0: Oh, like, God. Yeah.
2: Little things like that, and <laughs> I think, like mm. you know, as as a woman, as uh, any minority, probably tell you, you get like really a, a well tuned to red flags. Um, and so no, just,
1: quickly, what's this? What's this arch thing about? This is pre my time. I have no idea what you're talking. Oh, you don't about. know arch? No, arch, he's a Nazi. Uh, so mm, oh yeah, what? Basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I
2: mean, oh, there's bro. like. There's screen caps floating around and shit, but no, like I mean, out and out Nazi. Um, so yeah, it used yes. to be Arch Warhammer was a YouTube channel, would do like lore reviews, blah blah blah. Um, yeah. But kind of took the whole Imperium thing a bit too seriously, you know?
1: What a cocksucker.
0: And that's that's, that's a good way to put it, yeah.
2: <laughs> that just started to slowly get more and more intense in his videos, and then someone just dumped a whole yep. bunch of screen caps from his like private Discord where he was just yeah, full on you know, final solution for Finnish people, I think it was. And it was, yeah. Essentially, yeah, yeah. Um, Warhammer actually right. contacted him and said, hey, you're no longer allowed to use Warhammer in your name, so now it's just Arch. Like, and it kind of was mm-hmm. one of those first big spikes in, yep. like, people talking about Games Workshop going woke, which then further caused like a whole bunch of online divisions. And that that's like a thing, it's like, you know, I found a YouTube channel that likes to be getting more into AOS, so I found a YouTuber who was covering AOS More, which was the Honest Wargamer. And then, you know, I'm like, yeah, he's kind of of like a dickhead, but whatever. Like, everyone's kind of a dickhead, right? Be fine. (laughs) And then Games Workshop puts up a thing just being like, hey, just a reminder, if you're racist, fuck off. Like, don't wear Nazi paraphernalia to our events, please.
0: Pretty standard stuff, yeah. yeah. And he puts out a video
2: saying, oh, you know, Games Workshop, and it's just like red flag. I'm not watching this uh, guy's content again. Like, you know? yeah, 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 fucking what a cock! Man. He's probably not sexist or racist or a Nazi or anything like that. But it's like those red—you—you you just get fine-tuned. Like you, I personally mm. am fine-tuned and, to those sorts of red flags, so.
1: and and rightly so. Yeah,
2: you know, I'm just not going to hang out with it, like, or associate, or run in those circles. And luckily, there's like some amazing people do amazing content, and it's yeah.
1: like—I mean, like. Mm. As as a, at the moment you hit the public eye, uh, you have to be conscious of everything you say, um, and it's not so much a whole like oh you're gonna annoy people or whatever. It's like that's just the social contract you involve yourself. When the moment you get into the public um, opinion, you're giving them the ability to have their opinion on you. So that's just how it is. And like when people get upset about that, you're like no, that's not. You've made that choice, right? Yeah. You know, say your opinion, but respect Mm. other people's opinions at the same time and don't be a dick. Like, it's not hard, man. Jesus.
2: You think it shouldn't be hard, but I feel like. Well,
1: yeah, sorry. It shouldn't be hard for some. Yes. You know, know, and and... and that's the right way to do it.
2: There's always, you know, especially in like the online space, I think it's just such a different beast. And I mean, like, it's modern age, you know, like, so most people come into everything through the online space first like whether that's just researching it or whether that's just because it's like popped up in an algorithm for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's just going to get harder and harder to filter that through, you know, and that's the way I think, you know, people like like us what we're doing and then there's a whole lot of other people, not just in Australia, but all over, they're doing stuff to trying to to combat that by, by combating it with quality content or combating it with positivity in a good way or, or, or whatever. Um, yeah, for sure. I, mean, you
2: know, I think there's like a lot of people who are doing that sort of thing who are like you know just trying to be their best selves put it out there but then there's those little mm. things as well that sort of go along with and this is where we get more into like the specific barriers shall we say which is like specific language right like yep. you know this is that whole women's emails things that we talked yeah. about earlier
0: yeah yeah for sure
2: i yeah. like
1: so
0: do you want to give a bit of context for that uh either bailey or Lockie for, for... oh
2: yeah i mean like So, you know, you guys were passing me the show notes to be like, hey, this is the topics. And it was like, you know, what's it like to be a female in (laughs) Warhammer? Or what's it like to be a female? Like, what barriers are there to Mm -hmm. females? And it's like, you just kind of feel like you're part of a, like a scientific study or something. Just like that little bit of depersonalizing. Mm -hmm. As opposed to just saying women, which, you know, specifically refers to... Human females, I guess And it's just a bit more Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Friendly yeah. Yeah. And A bit more laxed And normal, yeah
2: it, It's a bit more welcoming Shall we say But like Yeah You just see like In the online space Hey guys This is the re- Like this is the Results from um, All the uh, Tournaments this weekend Or something like that And it's like Okay, this is going out Like I use guys For men and women But at the same time You yeah, sort of look at something yeah. like that And you go Okay, that's for, for men Or
1: yeah, it should what, be hey everyone. Right, What's yeah.
2: like not even like but then you also see like the like memes that come out and it's like my hands look like this so hers can look like that or you know, don't tell my wife that I'm spending all my money on gaming and or it's like
0: Right, yeah, yeah. you
2: know like little things like that. And you just kind of get all these little tiny, tiny straws, I guess, that just sort of build up over time.
0: And I guess it's sort of yeah. there's almost an underlying assumption that the audience for any of that kind of humor is men. Yeah. And you sort of go, and, and please, please do correct me if I'm, if I'm coming at this from the wrong direction. Um, but is it sort of like you see that and go, well, that's clearly not put up for me, I guess. Or is that, is that not where that's going?
2: Yeah, like exactly. It's, you know,
0: hmm.
2: you're not being talked to. So you feel like you're on the outside always. So you don't really feel like you're being invited into a thing. And that sort of like people parrot shit, like that's what we do as a species. So if everyone in their scene is talking a certain way, they'll just talk that way as well, which means they'll parrot however, you know, their favorite YouTuber talks and that's why, you know, when we are talking before about, you know, people like Uh, katie plays 40k now being on tabletop tactics and things like that or the war mistress being on you know play on tabletop and um mini wargaming and everything Mm. else it's like yeah that level of representation just is combating that you know what i mean yeah um yeah and it has like i think it has like a noticeable effect like i think it's like a slow (laughs) turning of the tide maybe but I, I think do that's... you think
1: it'll? Do you think it'll J curve? Like, do you think it'll literally no. just? No, nah, at all. Nah.
2: No, I don't. I don't think, think it'll just. I don't think there's enough yeah, interest on, in general. Like, it's such a niche. It's a niche part of a niche hobby, like playing 40k, playing 40k in stores. Like, it's, it's, playing competitive 40k in stores, like, is niche of a niche of a niche. Like, I wonder, yeah. like, you know. I look back on the show notes. Like one of the things you put down was like representation, and it's yeah. like, yeah, within 40k specifically, representation just feels
0: so low, and like, as in, do you mean like within the narrative or within the the public community? Or? Oh, fair fair play, fair enough.
2: Like if you look at 40k mm. from like what's important in 40k lore, it's the primarchs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Damper. Oh yep.
2: man. And, like, you know, who's the main, like, <laughs> female representation of the, like, narrative is Sisters of Battle, which are just literally, you know, fanatics to the Emperor.
0: Yeah, to and, a guy. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I guess... I mean...
0: and, and and let's be real, historically within the community, there hasn't been particularly respectful depictions of them uh, often talked about exactly. either
2: yeah i mean like I feel like it, um, that's getting better like, that's definitely getting better and don't get me wrong like i love yeah. sisters of battle and i definitely prefer them to you know demonettes of Slanesh as far as representation is concerned yeah. so you <laughs> all know. right
0: fair, fair enough yep <laughs>
2: um but like that that's where it ends it's like
0: yeah yeah
1: it, i think the, the, why the does best... it end there like it's and the, so the best weird. one they probably sorry the best one there probably is is the um Eldari, right? is sort of that more, I guess, quote-unquote balanced via gender sort of part of the universe. But then that's so f- small compared to the main overarching thing.
2: Yeah, and it's it's similar with Tower, yeah, right? Yeah, right? Like where you've got Shadow Sun is like one of the bigger yeah. like narrative hitters.
1: Yeah. yeah. But,
2: I mean, Xenos takes a backseat to imperium
1: to ev- yeah to everything yeah like which yeah. takes a back
2: seat to and space it's... marines like
1: yeah. yeah 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 i mean there's no there's no uh, i mean there's maybe no marathi it's...
2: in 40k you know what i mean
1: no you yeah. don't know what
2: i mean yeah. all right so yeah. marathi is like one oh. of the aos gods right and she's like a super important to law because she's like a Big snake that eats people, or something. I actually don't know that much about AOS lore, but she's a major hitter. It'd be like if they made, um, like a, oh, what's that Eldar's name?
1: Yvrain. Yeah, like
2: if they brought Yvrain back. Actually did
1: something with her. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, Hmm. and she actually like killed the Emperor or something proper. It'd be like that level.
0: Right. Yeah. Is like Marathi. Yeah.
2: But like narratively, like nothing like that really happens. And there's lots of, I guess, like, yeah, the, the focus is very much on these men, if you want to call them that, because space marines are transhumans yes. humans in, in yeah. all respects. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, these yeah. men in power armor shooting each other. And yeah. as much as like you can get into the nitty-gritty and be like, well, actually, <laughs> you know, you can you take that and you can clearly see how that impacts, like, the public perception of,
0: yeah, of of, of well, the if environment. If you walk into a, yeah, yeah for sure. If you, if you walk into a Warhammer store and go, I want to read something about this, or or walk into a, a library that happens to have, you know, five Warhammer books on the shelf, what are the chances it's going to be space marines?
1: Yeah, or yeah. it's going to but be. There's no big yeah. female cutouts of like some, you know, Eldar god or some, you know, like big or thing either that you
2: like searching on YouTube for Warhammer Law, you're going to get Horus Heresy stuff. Or you're going to get TTS and it's going to be like heaps of, you know, protect me, brother, save me, brother. Like everything else. <laughs>
1: it's just... Yeah, we love milk in that one. <laughs> it's, so, it's just so crazy. It's so bad. <laughs> uh...
2: and I think that's the other thing that kind of becomes an issue is you kind of have the no girls on the internet 4chan effect is like, because obviously... right. You know, Mm. Warhammer is, at least in in my experience, more successful with older people because it's expensive and it takes a lot of time and that's harder to do when you're younger. Um, You
0: overcome the monetary barrier to entry by getting older. And And
2: getting uh, more money. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) it's like, you know, so you kind of have come up at least for people in my age bracket, which is mid thirties, you know, you've got like a lot of people who've come up with that level of internet culture. And so, you know, if you make a point of, you know, your gender or your sexuality in an online space, you know, you kind of get, well, you must be doing it for attention. So we're going to make fun of you for bringing that up in the sense that, you know, everyone should just be anonymous, but while also being assumed default male. So. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's fucked.
2: That's. It, it's hard to say, like, whether it's fucked or not. It's it's kind of gross in some ways, and it's unfortunate in others, but I don't know. Like, you, how do you change something that's been, like, 20 years of slow growth?
1: Of super, yeah, growth? It was, it was super toxic... <laughs> You know, ingrained culture for twenty years is hard to break, for sure. But yeah, I just say it's I just say it's fucked because it just shouldn't be that way. And like now in this situation where, like, we're blessed to be able to have these open conversations about it and publicly have these kinds of conversations about it, and you know, it it can be changed. It should be changed. And you know, I hope it does get changed.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and I think that's the thing. It's like you know, when we talk about what can be done, it's so personal. Like the the changes aren't going to happen in online spaces. Like, I mean. Don't get me wrong, the way, like, the primary Warhammer subreddits have been moderating themselves over the last year has just been getting better and better, and, like, the way they respond to trolls and everything else is just fantastic, like, and that has a huge impact, don't get me wrong, but as far as, like, really bringing in minority groups, whether that's, you know, gender or sexual minorities, whatever it is, or, like, you know, um, I'm white, so I don't really feel like I can speak on racial minorities, but that's all- another huge, huge issue for sure. Yeah.
1: Like, I feel like it's, I think that's, it's breaking, so, thing, that's, that's, a while ago when that's breaking a bit though. I mean, we had, so we had some di- diversity at the tournament regarding the race side, of think, which was, which was pretty cool. Yeah. And, and, um, but
2: that's what I mean. It's like, it's all of those things are going to come down to like personal hmm. connections and community level solutions, like reaching yeah. out to people that you know and meet, like, you know, people that you work yeah. with or people that you're friends with and trying to get, you know, your mates or, you know, your girlfriends into the hobby and. Oh, well, I've them tried. In. It's like <laughs> I've tried,
1: and she's just like, "No, you're a loser." <laughs> See, Straight I'm
2: up. I'm going the other way. I'm trying to get my boyfriend back into the hobby. It's like he's like a really good painter, and
1: just no. Has he got no interest?
2: He's he's just gotten really into New World of late, and all he wants to do is play New World. Um, <laughs> But no, like I was like showing him the new AOS dragons. If you haven't seen them, there's these amazing yeah, new dragon jo- models. Some sweet and I'm like, movies. you yeah. could paint these up so well. Like, wouldn't these just look so great when you. <laughs> I <was just> like... <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it cuts both ways, is what I'm trying to say. Like, you're not yeah, alone. Sure. The struggle is real. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. But yeah,
2: as I said, I think it's just when we talk about what's what can be done, I think that the best thing you can do is work on your own local personal relationships and your own community relationships and try to make them, like, better or more welcoming and, yeah, just force women to play Warhammer. Force them?
1: Just force them, <laughs> just, just force them <laughs> at gunpoint. And whips and chains and all that yeah. fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look, right. you know, we, we've, we've got a tournament coming up and, you know... It'd be great to see you there.
2: Yeah, your bayside one, right?
1: Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, so you know we've, you know, you're in the Discord now, so you'll you'll get a, uh, you'll awesome, see that yeah. floating around, and we'll publicly put that out, and and we'll be doing. Yeah. Well, uh,
0: by, by the time this podcast goes up, uh, that'll be that'll be up, and sign signups so will have been live for I know, about a week or so.
1: That's it. So you know we sure. want to try, try and get as it only starts for sixteen players now, but we want to. You know, do one, and we want to be doing at least like potentially two to three a year. So, um, you know, our goal as a as a as a brand, as a content creator, as people, is to is to kind of create these spaces for all people to enjoy, um, and do it in the best possible way. Um, you know, mm. as well, because I think that there are these barriers. Is, is perfect coming back to what what we, I guess this was also really started about and trying to break down those barriers. You know, we've we've spoken about it how the the, the the uh, misunderstanding of what constitutes a tournament to an event can sometimes be something that gives someone that yeah. bad feeling, right? Where someone's going to an event going, oh, or, or whatever you want to call it, they're going to a thing, mm. expecting it to be one way and the expectation, and someone's going in it with the opposite, right? They're expecting to go to the event with, yeah. a, I'm going to bring my mad fluffy list. And someone's thinking, oh, I'm going to tournament, I'm going to smash this. And then the moment you have broken expectations or unbalanced expectations, that's when you get problems. So, you know, that's something that we are very passionate about rectifying. And it's not like other people are doing it bad or wrong or anything. It's like this. We've seen that that's happened and it happens not mm. just, not just in Australia, not just in Melbourne. This is a global thing because there's no, there's no standardization. It's not like magic, you know, where there's just standard structures on how they should exist. You know, there's so much free reign to just do what you want to do with these things that our ones are going like, this is exactly what it is trying to be very clear to everyone who comes when this event, this is, Hey, you know, Bring what you want. It's relaxed. It's an event. It's not a tournament. You know, really trying to give people the as much information to manage that expectation as best as possible. But at the same time, with the goal that when we do our tournament, we're going to change the expectation with that too. You know, having yeah. things like, you know, you don't have to tell your opponent what your list is because it's going to be up for a month prior. And if you didn't do your research, that's on you. Those kinds of things, you know, and that may not work. You know, people might turn around and go, that's silly, that's stupid. But trying something to make those barriers, uh, I guess, less problematic or helping people manage their expectations so that they are fully well aware of what they're going into and what's going to happen might help that as well. And especially now hearing that that's one of those things that you you from your perspective that is an issue, it's kind of filled me anyway with a little bit more... um, Confidence that though, these kind of things that we want to do with the events that we want to do is going to be a come towards a better result for the community that we're trying to build.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, I I think everyone who's played at an event or a tournament, uh, probably has that similar experience where you've gone, you know, this is real player led. Like, there's not usually a TO. There's usually a store owner, and. Yeah they've gone hey Mm. we're running an event but and like we'll draw up the you know the matchups and we will roll out missions for you whatever and we'll supply the terrain maybe but you know everything else is (laughs) is on the players to know their rules to know the rules of the game to know how to set up a game quickly and get it underway and resolve it you know within a certain time limit score it and pass it up like Mm. yeah so you know there's already all that knowledge barrier to go with it and then i think that expectation level as you sort of mentioned that's like a huge thing as well so like how you can be more clear that it's going to be laid back but that's i mean that's a whole different i'm i'm totally happy to get into like rules discussions and what dw could do to make or what even tos could do to make i guess like their events better run in that regard but like you know what someone's whack list you know is going to be someone else's narrative list so it it's hard to yeah yeah, yeah. you know like i mean we, we obviously just saw the plane nerf right but i knew mm, a guy yeah, who had yeah. like just heaps of DACA jets cuz he loved them and he wanted to bring all of his Orc flyers and play with them with the new codex and it was awful <laughs> like you just like this is like what am i supposed to do but you've had this army for 10 years and it's gorgeous and (laughs) i'm not going to say you can't play it like that's that's yeah that's just not how it works like you Uh, you didn't make the meta (laughs) like yeah
1: yeah. i mean and this is where we this is a whole nother topic as well of just what constitutes good game design and what constitutes because there's so many facets of it like obviously they've got to make they're they're about making models and they're about making money. But then there's also the connection that people have to the fluff. There's the there's the competitive side of it. And look, Games Workshop has definitely had a more tournament slash competitive focus driven design in a lot mm. of their stuff in the last 18, two years. Well, last
0: since Eighth Edition, really. I mean, Eighth Edition 8th, was like the ramping simplification. Up, ramping up recently, but yeah,
2: I mean, still like. I don't know if you guys played definitely a lot ninth, of eighth, ninth, but eighth was like. Definitely is that
0: way. Yeah. I, I played right through fifth, sixth, yeah, seventh, so, eighth, through Yeah, so so
2: you'd know in yeah. eighth, then, like you'd go to play a game with someone, and they'd ask you if you want to play ITC or if you want to play Open.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. ITC, Open, or mouse. Yeah, or mouse. Maelstrom, right? good fun.
2: And it's like that's essentially asking, do you want to play a competitive or a narrative game now?
0: But mm-hmm. yeah. ITC yeah. was
2: obviously not in any rule book anywhere. That was just something that. You know,
0: you either knew it or you didn't. One of the
2: main tournament organizers in the U.S. had put together. So, yeah, like it took me a while to learn what ITC was, and then to learn what those missions were, and then to learn how to play those missions well, and then ninth drop. So,
0: and I was like, which is basically took all the ITC missions. Exactly, which is just exactly.
2: (laughs) So I feel like they've definitely gotten more competitive minded and more community minded over the last couple of years, but it's still a long way off from being at least like well, you in, know, in a state that allows you to play
1: relatively yeah. well. I mean, look, that that that's just so much food for thought in that situation. Like I think we we will have to get you back on again to talk about the hey, like you know, your thoughts on what T.O.s can do and rules, you know, maybe that's we considering. we've got a we got a tournament coming up, well, an event running um coming up soon. Um We'll have to address that and get your thoughts on that for sure. Because um, I mean, even before before we were even recording this, we were we were talking about um, you know the, just the state of of Necron changes and stuff like that, and just yeah. the, the the way you were talking about it was very competitively and very you know um, tactically. So
0: um, I'll spend hours talking Necrons with anybody who'll listen. So
1: <laughs>
2: oh yeah, let's just pivot <laughs> into that right now. It's like
1: I've got no, I got <laughs> no care for Necrons ever in both law and on tabletop. I hate <gasps> so much. <laughs> Necrons and Eldari, they are like my two most hated factions. What do you play? Don't.
0: To be fair, I've—I've I've kind of bad touched you with both those lists in the last few weeks.
1: Not Jukari. Love Jukari. So like they're oh, cool. Okay. Just Graph worlds. Grafwells worlds are lame. Um, yeah. I play Tyranids and yep. Death Guard and Deathwatch. Okay. Chaos. Chaos is like, I love Chaos and and Tyranids. They're, sure they my two two faces.
2: a no. Death Guard player complaining about Necrons. That's just. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why? What's the Wait, do you struggle <laughs> against
2: Necrons with Deathcard?
1: Uh no.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like you've got better Necron Warriors in your boxwalkers. Yep. Like Wait, you- I
1: don't mean gameplay wise. I just mean like, you know, everything. Take everything as a package. Are oh, you just um, like
2: just a hater just don't in li- general? I just don't
1: like the Necron faction. I just don't like it. Yep. <laughs> I think, and you know what? And this comes, there's just not enough of it. I want there to be more stories of it. I want there to be more exploration into the faction than there is. Yeah, Um, I thought we'd
2: get more of that with Ninth, but it's really been pretty lackluster. I mean, the range is huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing with Nids.
1: I'd love to have a story written from the Nids perspective, but you can't. Yeah, see, I I actually
2: kind of like how all the Nids stories are written from like, the
1: Imperium. perspective of
2: people who are encountering this, I think it's, like, kind of interesting. But I don't know how you'd write from the Nid perspective. It's like, you end up with, like, a Kerrigan situation or something. It's just stupid.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess the the the, the closest thing you ever got to was kind of, like, Tygerius linking with the Hive Mind or whatever. But, that, I mean, that's just also so dumb, because hello, mm-hmm. brain we' Well, you got a bit of the lictor in in Devastation as well. Yeah, because I guess it's you just have to do it like that. Like, it's an overarching narrator just sort of, you know, general god eye over there
0: yeah yeah. imagine a David Attenborough style <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would actually be hilarious here we have
1: the lictor not in his natural habitat but oh, you know, oh man that would be gold <laughs> we should totally do that man Fuck. we should we should write a story like that and like... but again that is
2: quintessential outside of perspective like you know, that is someone observing mm. someone documenting
1: True. yeah yeah, yeah. As well, we had More Xenos content from a lore mm-hmm. point of view would help the yeah. game and hobby and whole scene so much better, so much more.
0: Yeah. Well, you the know. Infinite and Divine was fantastic, and they've got the two new Necron books coming out at the moment. So hopefully that'll be injecting a bit more interest into them.
2: Yeah, I think actually, like their most successful books have all been. Like, less Grimdark. Like, um, I'm going to get the pronunciation of this wrong, but, like, Caffius Cain uh, is really popular as a series. Like, yep. all of the Necromunda yep. books are super popular as a series. Like, yeah, Infinite yeah, and Divine like, is I'm really popular. Um, all mm. the stuff about Call are really popular. Like, and not necessarily popular sales-wise, but, like, they're the ones that people love to talk about and that stick in people's minds.
1: Yeah. And there's those Eldar ones. Is it Path of the Seer and all that or whatever it is? or Path oh, of All them? of
0: um, is it Gavthorpe's Eldar. Yeah. Uh, path series. Yeah. yeah,
1: that, 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 that's super popular. Like those big characters,
2: Fork. you know what I mean? Like those are, I think mm. that's how you get people to really start to connect with things. And if you, the second you start going into more like character focused stuff like that, you can't be grimdark. Like it's just, it's anathema to to that style and that just forces a bit more yeah. brevity and a bit more plot and a bit more you know actions and consequences rather than just like everyone's mm. dying and everything is horrible
1: which is yeah. what the look
0: you have to let the grimdark be the backdrop
1: yeah. I think it's the the stories that really succeed well are the ones where there's that adds an element of, of humanity and relatability to them yeah. which you get from like non space marines um <laughs> so which is what I think one one of the reasons main reasons why those stories are so success you know so successful,
2: yeah, exactly. like one of the first forty k lore things that I ever read was the Katachan codex, like the original one. Um, mm. and that has like so many cool little stories of like these Katachan, like heroes who went into the jungle and like fought X beast or
1: whatever and yeah, like, they didn't need to worry about other factions because the jungle itself is just and deadly enough. Yeah, and like all
2: of their little like um, journals about what the like worst plants were or the plants to avoid were, or like their training things <laughs> yeah. and how they like yeah became the best warriors ever, and like that stuff's like you know really like those little stories. I think games Workshop does like so well, and they're so cool. Yeah, mm. but they're always hidden away <laughs> behind like yeah the big ideas.
1: Mm. Well, that's the thing, you know, even if you were into the law and you didn't really know much about it, you, you would kind of gravitate to, oh, does it have books? You wouldn't think of, oh, do they have codexes? Because they're like, oh, this is model stuff. Oh, I'm not into the model stuff, therefore I'm not even going to read it. Yeah, like,
2: where you do know? you find that?
1: Yeah. I mm. think
2: that's, like, that's part of it, right? I mean, uh, uh, let's let's avoid talking about gatekeeping when it comes to law stuff, but, I mean, it's actually kind <sighs> of interesting when you think about how much law does impact how some people play. Like, it's really kind of weird. It's like I was... Um... Well, I mean,
1: I even rules, right? right? I look at rules and I go, the, you know, this does this. And you kind of automatically, if it doesn't make sense, fit on what they've written lorically. Like, this is what this person is supposed to do or say or be like and they go, but mm. they have this rule. i will be like, why? Why do they have... Just It just doesn't make sense. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, the amount of people that I know who have Nid armies that they haven't played in a couple of years, because they're like, my Nids should be big melee swarms that charge into combat, not a static gun line. You know? Like, yeah. you're like, okay. And I'm telling you
1: now, with all the new buffs, it's even worse. It's it's Ad Nids. Not Ad Mech, it's Ad Nids. Worse. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah, I played a couple of games just at a thousand points the other week, taking my Tyranids out for the first time with the new book, playing in Leviathan, and didn't even like buff up my. I only had one unit of high guard, didn't even buff them up all the way, and it's just like, this is atrocious. They're just. They're... Oh, man. <laughs> they're busted. Unless you've got a way to like. It's, Unless you've got flies, they're busted.
1: It's not even the most busted thing, busted combo you can do. You. you Termagants. Way worse. Way what, with way, the exploding, way more
2: disgusting. exploding sixes and six so like full to wound rerolls,
1: or whatever? yeah. Full rerolls plus one to hit, or instead of plus one, plus one to hit, you could do sixes to wound, uh, plus one AP. But you get if you have a blob of 30, you're getting 90 shots, full rerolls, sixes are double exploding, right? You're rerolling ones to wound innately, your strength four, so whatever. Um, and then okay, whatever I didn't kill with my probably. 100 wounds, I'm just going to pay 2 CP and do it all over again, and pick a different target. And I've got 8 hit range. <laughs> its range.
2: And like, I can deep yes. track them in behind a the Trigon or whatever. Like
1: Exactly. Or yeah. And then I've got my second unit that's sitting in strategic reserve because I have the CP to to the, the, the wall of trait to do that. Mm. Or now I'm just going to bring them in later. And, you know, Gene stealers are just as disgusting, but the shooting is just like... Ugh, it's gross. And if you... Like, at the tournament, I spoke about this earlier, like, even the big, big bugs. Like, the Hierophant, yeah, okay, it's 850 points. But the shooting on that thing with plus one to hit, it's, like, it's... it's and Wait, you can you put plus one to hit, hit on a monster? Yeah, you can, because all, all you need is the Hive... All it needs is the um Tyranid Hive Fleet. Synaptic Link. Oh, I
2: forgot to go get the book. I thought... That one specifically from the Warriors had to be infantry, or is that the
1: re-rolling all hits? No, 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 no. That's that's the that's the that's the swarm law. Yeah, the, the swarm full re-rolls. Ability. Yeah, the full re-roll. Because I checked this before the tournament, I'm like, oh my <laughs> god, am I taking these titanic units and I can't do it? All it says is that um, any unit with the Tyranid brackets yeah. of Gets... uh, you have to be the same hive fleet. Yeah.
2: So yeah, for definitely. So be
1: Hothan, just the same hive fleet. Because yeah. this
2: used to be the thing that kept Hive Guard in check was the fact that they did so well with buffs, but you could only ever really buff one unit, so why would you take two? But now yeah. the way you can divvy up the buffs, like you can have one unit me, in Chronos right? getting yeah. plus one, so that on twos rerolling one, and one unit in Leviathan getting full rerolls from Swarm Leader or Alpha Leader Beast or whatever it is.
1: Yeah. Like, and then another but one. Then not only is... that, one one's <laughs> the the Leviathan one has the strat for exploding sixes. The Chronos one used the power for exploding sixes. Yeah. And then also the Cronus one is, you would be plus one hit. So it's two rerolling ones, which is essentially full rerolls. And then the other one has full rerolls and you've both got exploding six. So you've got two units doing the exact same thing.
2: Yep. Mm. Nah, it's brutal.
1: It's crazy good.
2: And that's what I mean. It's yeah. like, you know, I feel like the Termagon bomb is like, or the Devagon bomb as it should be known. Um, yes. It's like its own thing and that's like super strong and great, but it's nowhere near as oppressive or feels baddie as you know, 18 hive guards standing behind obscuring shooting the whole board
1: mm. yeah the di- yeah the, I, I i yeah and you're right the, the, the from my experience of playing with hive guard is that you can whiff on wound rolls with no real way to buff that mm. and you can whiff on damage rolls with no real way to buff that and at the end of the day like realistically it's not like you're getting mass weight of shots there still is a decent fail claws i guess in it yeah you know i've had it before and it's literally done absolutely nothing even fully buffed where you know yeah. if i had 180 shots to reroll i'm like that knight's dead and, that, and that's what i feel is really bad is like i have a 30 30 unit termagant bob that's just killed or devil guns that's just killed a knight okay that's dumb <laughs>
2: Yeah, it I haven't is. I haven't done the exploding sixes on my devil guns
1: yet, so that's
2: definitely yeah. something that, mm. like, I run a devil gun bomb on my two thousand tier list, so it's definitely something mm. that I would do.
1: Yeah, but, because it's Tesla, because mm. it's double.
2: It's just nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. It's huge, and yeah, it's yeah. one CP. It's Lucius all over
1: again. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just dumb. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyway, we anyway. can we can, or um, clearly talk about rules. From very long. Time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I think we should, uh, yeah. Probably round yeah. up here. Yeah, I think that's fine. We <laughs> can Ooh, cut uh, off yeah. for like, <laughs>
2: you know, an hour or five. Just like these last fifteen minutes of right. just like, how broken is this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, but we do it all the time. So like, oh, it's, yeah, I'll happily if even if if you're happy to come on again, then we got topics to talk about all sorts of stuff. You know, just like. Hmm. yeah for sure come on and talk 40k or talk aos or talk whatever um and yeah if you if you do want to come down um to the tournament it'd be sick
2: yeah it's a bit of a hike but it'd be fun
0: cool um well thank you so much for for coming on bailey it's been a pleasure to talk to you
2: no thanks for having me um yeah do you need to do like any end of show sign-offy things
0: I mean, uh, basically I'll go everyone listening, thanks check out links, discord, patreon you know the drill, Dice Arcades good bloke, yeah that's that's basically it, thanks for listening everyone and uh, catch you guys next time, bye bye,
2: see ya